Hi there. Welcome to my first podcast. Uh, most of my conversations will be relevant to photography, but occasionally I'd like to touch on other things, although I'll generally try to avoid veering too far off topic. I know that this year we've got a lot to talk about with Brexit and the US presidential election, just to name a couple of topics. But there's a lot of motion flying around, which we're all too tempted to get caught up in, which, whilst it can feel quite therapeutic to do so, is ultimately a little bit self-destructive, so we'll try not to go down that route. I'd like to talk today about one of the most fundamental parts of photography, which is, of course, portraiture. Portraits have been something that I've been focusing on for a long time, as to me it's one of the most true art forms that there is. If you look at the definition of the word portrait on the internet, it says that simply that a portrait is a picture of a person, but to me it's a lot more to it than that. For example, we might ponder the mysteries of the cosmos and dream about exploring the depths of the darkest places on earth, but the greatest frontiers really are still within our own bodies and minds. Only the bravest of us dare to explore the darkest parts of our own consciousness and really examine what makes us tick. A portrait is a picture that captures a piece of a person. A good portrait will show you part of the person's personality, allow you to connect with that person on an emotional level without ever having to actually meet them. In much the same way as the definition of glamour has been stretched and laboured over the decades by the tabloids and the low-end market, Portraiture has also become a bit of a stretched definition. If we were to break it down further, the textbook definition doesn't actually say that the person in the picture has to be alive, only that it has to be a person. So, does a photojournalist who takes a picture of a napalm bird corpse also call their work a portrait? Of course not. I find that shooting portraiture is quite cathartic. In order to truly capture someone's character or a connection with that person, you need to be able to actually connect with them during the shoot. Being an emotionally sensitive person can help, as it allows you to pick up on nuances in a person's behaviour, tone of voice, or the words that they use, really. I get a lot of clients who want me to photograph them in ways that are not really relevant to their personality. They might want me to dress them in a certain way that they've never dressed like before, or be doing a certain thing that they've never done before. And whilst a client's needs should always be met, it's important that we understand that it's somewhat dishonest to photograph them in that way without at least trying to steer the shoot towards photographing their true self. We've all got three people inside us. There's our true self, the person who we really are deep down, the core of our being, then there's the negative self-image, which is the person that we think that everybody might think of us. It's the person that we're afraid that everyone will see us as if we act a certain way. Then there's the projected self-image, which is the person that we push out to the world, the person that we project out to other people to avoid them from seeing our negative self. A good portrait photographer can break down the barriers between themselves and the client and see past the projected self 
down to the true inner self. This isn't always easy, as these days people are very guarded and everybody's putting on a show. We do live in strange times where narcissism is everywhere, with people snapchatting or instagramming literally every waking move they make. Everybody's a celebrity in their own reality TV show, and they will keep trying to bring this personality into your studio. One of the ways that you can break this down is by banning mobile phones during a photo shoot. It's not always a popular move, but it's important to capture someone's true self, and in order to do that, you need to remove them from an environment where the projected or the reality TV personality that they think they are is in the room. You need to remove that away from them. There are all sorts of tricks that photographers use to capture a connection. Some of them capture a real connection. Some are just crafty tricks to make the subject look like they are connecting with the camera. The truth is that the only trick that you really need is to be a nice, warm person who can help the subject relax and let them open up naturally, helping them forget that the camera's there, guiding them through the poses. It's very important as it lets them feel safe and confident that you know what you're doing. Not everybody's a professional model, so they're not just going to be able to strike a pose on command. I can tell instantly when I look at a picture by another photographer whether they were doing their jobs right or rather if they were doing any of the things that I've described because you can see how comfortable or otherwise a person looks in a picture. Sometimes their eyes will be looking off center, sometimes their lips will look stiff, sometimes their body will just look off. It was once said that every good photographer is a comedian waiting to get out. I'm not sure how true that is, but I know from experience that prattling about can help break the ice and let people know that they're welcome to be themselves in your presence. Enjoying banter with your clients without being mocking, it can really help. Once a person knows that they can be themselves without being ridiculed for it, it does make the shoot much, much smoother. When I first started out, I used to play music quite loud at a photo shoot because I thought it was a good thing to break the silence. As I got older and more experienced, I realised that the silence was supposed to be full of my voice. I was supposed to be breaking the ice, guiding the subject, guiding the model through the process and getting the shots that I wanted. Often we have to try and connect with people in a very, very short time frame, so distractions need to be avoided. This is why I tend to ask anyone who's not in the photograph to wait outside the room. As much as I'm sure people are interested in the process, anyone who's neither subject nor artist is creating an extra barrier between you and your subjects. Because it's giving the subject a link to someone who maybe they're used to acting a certain way around, but that way isn't their true selves. So they continue to keep up the facade going for as long as that person's present in order for you to be able to open them up and get them to be who they truly are. You often need to separate them from all of the outside influences and all of their friends and family so that they can truly open up. 
it's sad that a lot of artists forget one of the most basic things when they're shooting and that's that we are also human a lot of photographers come under scrutiny when they behave like anybody else does which is why when a photographer starts dating a model for example a lot of people forget that maybe they were just two mutually attracted people who met at work and the assumptions always that there was something dodgy going on being complimentary about a person without being cheesy or creepy and allowing them to feel comfortable in their own skin and their own clothes really so getting someone to wear less than they're comfortable with or to wear an outfit that they're not sure about it can have detrimental effects on the output just as my philosophy on the real world is let people wear what they want to wear and then help them appreciate themselves for it rather than saying something that may cause them to be uncomfortable or to feel that they're in some way not living up to your expectations rather than giving somebody rules we should give them guidelines and help them achieve the best that they can achieve without compromising who they are 